Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. So today I'm privileged to have Dave Elliott. He's an international relationship coach. So if you got a girl next door, forget about it. But if you got one across the world, he's your man. Dave, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yeah, if she's a girl next door, um, I guess I'm not your guy. No, that still works. <laughs> awesome. So tell me, uh, in 90 seconds, Dave, who you are and what you do. Well, as you said, I am an international relationship coach. I have clients all over the world. That's what I mean by that. And uh, I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a teacher. I'm a lover. I'm a toker. All that stuff. Oh, that's, a, that's Steve Miller rap now. Um, actually, I just work with people and their relationships. I work with a lot of single women. I help them understand men a lot better so that they can bring out the very best in them rather than suffer through the worst from them. So, uh, And I work with couples. I work helping them out as well. So I anything in the area of human relationships I love like negotiation too or deal making that kind of thing so I I just love uh, helping people get along better create more love in the world one person or couple at a time that's brilliant uh, when I was about 14 my dad and I were waiting in an elevator ready to go down to the lobby and dad said I've got a book for you and he handed me this book and the title of the book read you know everything men know about women and of course every single page in the book was blank yes that's that's what I deal with. but So I don't have to know a whole lot, but I can fill in a few of those pages. <laughs> Absolutely. So you also happen to be a Tony Robbins coach, and you've been running the Tony Robbins meetup group in Silver Springs for 12 years now? Yes, 12 years this so year. So you being a Tony Robbins coach, does that mean that you coach Tony Robbins? Like he needs more confidence, that guy. I taught him everything he knows. No, <laughs> not really. Actually, I'm a senior leader in the organization. Which nice. What that means is that when Tony does an event, uh, he's leading things from the stage, and I'm usually one of the people that's helping run a team for him so that we can give them even added benefit and one-on-one -on -one attention. So, uh, yeah, I've been with Tony um, – like 14 years now since I got involved in it and then I started this group just to bring people together so I really love to just help people out with personal development and it changed my life and so it's just a, a real honor and a privilege to be able to go back and help other people do the same so you've been through a lot of his trainings and yes. you've helped a lot of people through the trainings absolutely what's the biggest epiphany you got that was like a life-changing moment for you as a participant or as a guide helping other people go through that process? Well, I think it was probably uh, when I went to uh, one of his programs called Date with Destiny, which is my favorite by I far. I know her, by the way. Yes, I, you dated her too? <laughs> yes. No, uh, Date with Destiny is a, an amazing program. He runs it uh, every year in the U.S. in December, and then he runs one in Australia. It's a real deep dive. Tony does every every day for seven days. Wow. Um, and it was really powerful. And I would say the, the thing that shifted in that particular event for me, I had been to a couple of Unleash the Power Within events, and then this was my first time going to Date with Destiny. 
and I really started to understand how it worked at a very deep level. And Tony, when he's working with a participant, he would, I would hear him ask questions and I would think to myself, oh, she said this, he's going to say that. And I started to just really be on the same page. I really started to get it, not just for me, but for other people. And one of my takeaways was, you know, I never thought I would be a coach or anything like that, but I really was starting to get it and so one of my takeaways from the event was I'm going to go and get some coach training and NLP training Uh, and so that was a huge shift for me to walk away from what I was doing as a I was a in advertising and um, in media I worked for a newspaper so it was a huge change for me to leave graphic design and and copywriting and production of broadcast production and radio production i loved doing it i was loved using the creativity but i could still use it as a coach and i absolutely loved it and there's just something way more fulfilling about you know seeing my clients you know get engaged after struggling for years right or or seeing them just create amazing things or just just make huge shifts in their lives it's way more fulfilling than you know any number of tv commercials or ads i've created right so just way more exciting Nice. So one of the things that perplexes me uh, is you see someone who's got immense potential. They're polished, they're articulate, and they've got a dream, and they never quite get there. It's almost like there's an invisible force stopping them. Uh, have you come across people like that? And what's that Do you force? mean today? Uh, you're looking at me right now. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> yes, I wasn't actually looking at you, but I'm talking about in my clients. Yes, I do see that all the time. There's just the, you know, what it is is they're they're – Know, past wounds, past be- uh, limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. those types of things that get in the way. So tell us a story, you know, change the names. Uh, uh, so, you know, we protect the innocent, but tell me a real life story of someone that, you know, had all the resources they needed, but they were stuck and how you helped them kind of get that uh, breakthrough that allowed them to kind of build the life that they wanted. Yeah. Actually, just a couple of hours ago, literally, I got off the phone with a client and they had a, an amazing result. Um, she's been struggling in a lot of areas of her life, and I do a lot of work with um, in the area of called Imago. It's about understanding why we attract the same people into our lives over and over and over again. Because uh, we're mascus? Uh, no, it's because we don't necessarily understand um, that there's a lesson that they come to teach us. Mm-hmm. And it What's confusing is it's a different person all the time, so you never necessarily know until you look in the rearview mirror and you start to put it together. You see the pattern. Yeah, exactly. You see the pattern. So for her instance, it was for her, it was about, um, you know, being rejected and abandoned again and again. She had some pretty rough childhood and uh, it just kept coming up in multiple ways. She had a guy that died. She had a, a, a guy that broke an engagement seven weeks before Mm -hmm. and then she had to go and tell everyone that was going to end and she had um she also had a business partnership that kind of dissolved even when she had a a, what she thought was a contract and everything was legit and but once again the same thing happened so this kept playing out again and again and again one of the things that i helped her do just literally today you know she's struggling to make the rent because this person you know walked out on the the lease that she had signed. Right. And so what I helped her to get out of her own way in is that you know her usual thing is oh I'll just you know double down and and hit it and I'll figure out a way, figure out a way, figure out a way and she gets into her masculine and works really hard, works herself to death in fact, and she doesn't understand there's other ways. And so as a strategist not in it, I was able to say all right, what else can we do here? And I actually helped her negotiate with her landlord. And the landlord 
knew the situation, and landlord actually discounted her rent uh, very substantially. And literally, we actually put a number on it, what we wanted, and we pretty much got almost exactly that number, just a little bit under. But it was a it was a beautiful negotiation, and it got her a great deal of relief so that now she doesn't have to be exhausted um, and just go to that hit it, hit so it, hit it So how does that kind of lesson inform her pattern? Because a lot of times when people get into something like that, it's the first thing is, you know, that's a bad guy, that's a bad guy, that's a bad guy. And there's a part that she plays. Yes. But this lesson of negotiating and getting an outcome she wants, how did that inform uh, that old pattern? So it was... A, a huge shift for her is that rather than always having to double down and work harder, I just showed her that sometimes you can work smarter. You don't. She goes into her masculine a lot. She right. Because she's been rejected and abandoned so many times, she thinks she can't rely on anyone. So I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And what I showed her is like, no, you can actually do this from the feminine. What you could actually do is feminine is about nurturing, for, uh, rela- building relationships, um, connecting with people. And so what I showed her is that you can go back to your landlord and you could just ask for concession because they understand the situation and you have value because you've been there for a while and you pay the rent reliably every single month and they like you they want you there and so what I did is I showed her how to take an area where she was feeling you know less than empowered and to go and find her power in the fact that she's actually a very desirable tenant who is very reliable and they like her and they want her to stay nice so Dave uh, who's your mentor and what attribute do they have that you really admire? Well, I would say, you know, Tony Robbins is someone who I've got a lot of my training from. Uh, so I, what I love about him is he, he is uh, just brilliant at being able to find out and understand what makes people tick, wh- how they're, you know, um, I guess they're understanding their mindset, how they're, how they're built, and how you can sort of, you know, do what you do and help understand how to shift uh you know, shift their mindset to change their state or understand, uh, you know, how to get a peak performance out of them in the moment just by creating a new awareness, a new understanding, new physiology focus or language. And he is a, you know, really brilliant at that. So I do it with my clients like I did with the one I was just telling you about. Nice. I shifted her state. She went into feminine and boom, she was able to have a tremendous result. Brilliant. So... What's a challenge that, that you face? Like you've got uh, an amazing wife, you've got an amazing life, but there's still things that you want to accomplish. What's the challenge you're working on? A challenge I'm working on? You know, I'm just going to say it's about, um, it's the old thing about when you run a business, self-employed, and, and doing the working marketing on it type stuff. Yeah. yeah, working on it or in it. Yeah, I would say, you know, I kind of get lost in it when I'm working with clients, but then there's the other work behind the scenes, and I could always use some more help with that kind of thing, with marketing or assistance and that kind of stuff, just so I'm not doing some of that work, and so that I can really do what I do and focus on it. So, Bring the highest value to the world. Absolutely. Do what I do best, and then um, you know, send out the other stuff to other people who are great at that, who are doing what they love. So I need to be doing more of that. I, I'm doing some, and... The more I do it, the more I love it. So I need to continue doing it. So tell me about, uh, you know, we all have fears. A lot of them we've overcome. What's a fear you have that you're looking to? What's that next hurdle? 
And I know we're kind of going deep in this topic, but what I'm finding is everybody that comes in the program, we always talk about how amazing they are and how easy it was. And there's lots of people listening that are, their fear is a front and center. So tell me about a fear that you used to have that you overcame and how you overcame it. I would say probably the biggest one for me was... Was it a fear of questions like this? Yes, it was, putting me on the spot. No, no, actually the fear that I had to overcome to get into this line of work actually was I used to play the the Mr. Nice Guy all the time. Right. Like I wanted everyone to like me and really what it came down to is, and that's nice enough, you know, quote unquote. Uh, But what really is when you take a step back and you understand what is that for, it's really that you're just you know, scared someone's not going to like you and you're, you're, you're giving away all your power to mm-hmm. other people to decide who you are and what you're about. And it's actually abject weakness to do that. So, you know, for what we do, you know, I put out so, advertising and stuff and sometimes people will push back and, and I'm really fine with, you know, maybe I'm not the right coach for you. Maybe it's not the right time. Uh, I really don't worry. Other people, I say, you know what, I'll support whatever you decide for you is the right choice. So um, let's deconstruct that a little bit because I think there's an important lesson there. Yeah. Like oftentimes we uh, hold on sometimes with a death grip to our strengths. And sometimes they end up being weaknesses, like the, the need to be liked. We think, oh, that's a strength. <laughs> that's amazing. But it, underneath it is something that's toxic. And sometimes we have clients that come in that kind of hold on to, you know, that image of, you know, I'm a great communicator or I'm a compassionate person. And sometimes that's holding them back. Talk around that how sometimes our weaknesses are hidden uh, underneath perceived strengths. Well, I mean, it goes into, you know, understanding personality and why we do what we do. You know, motive matters. And, you know, the basis of a lot of Tony's work and, and mine as well is about understanding six human needs, why we do what we do. And again, tell me about those needs. Well, what I call it is serve up pyramid, and basically it starts at the bottom, and we have a need for predictability, but yet there's also I knew a you were need say that. for unpredictability. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that, too. We also know that as variety. Uh, the next one up is we all have a need to feel valued or significant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we need to be liked, which is that what, what that's about. And then the next one up is relationship, love and connection. It's a wide gamut. Uh, but we, we need both. Love is a little scarier, but connection is easy. We can come to a meeting and have connection, but to be uh, you know in an intimate partnership, that's a little scarier for some people. So some people stay towards the other end of it. And then at the top, the, the top two needs in that sort of a pyramid is the need for expansion. We're constantly growing or we're getting stagnant and, you know, moving backwards, essentially. So you're green and growing or brown is starting to go the other way and then the last one is uh the s is about um service it's about giving back it's about contribution making a difference uh knowing that it's not just about you in this world so you're contributing and making a difference and it from my perspective it is probably one of the big game changers because it it presupposes gratitude nobody's gonna serve other people and give things away if they are in scarcity so it's just a great place to be i heard somebody Really wise say this one. There's three stages of life. One is when you believe in Santa Claus. And the second one is when you don't believe in Santa Claus. And the third one is when you are Santa Claus. So you're in that place of service where you're actually helping other people and doing amazing things. A more simplistic view of it, but the charming one, I thought. Yeah, that is nice. So what's something you know now, Dave, that you wish you knew 10 years ago that would have made a difference? You know, it's that whole thing I was talking about, the Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, one of the things that, you know, 10 years ago, I had a 
uh, adolescent daughter who <laughs> went from you know being really really close to me to overnight thinking I was a big big dummy yeah <laughs> and so that was painful transition for me because one thing I wanted more than anything was to be a great dad and it was kind of painful when I realized that she wasn't going to see me as a great dad no matter what I did and I had to be okay with that and so I you know one of the things I'm able to you know I use my stuff to teach my clients too you know, there was a point in time where I had to be okay with whatever she decided, and I don't give my power to her to decide if I'm a good dad. You know, as a good dad, sometimes I have to tell her no. Sometimes I have to, you know, you know, disappoint her, not make her like me in the moment, and and that's okay because that's my job. That's and parenting. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it was a tremendous shift, but again, at that time, I was really kind of wanting to be that Mister Nice Guy and have that close relationship that I aspired to, but. You know, here like I thought I was going to be her one of her great teachers. She turned out to be mine. And Isn't that the case? It's yes, that absolutely. I'm incredibly grateful for it. If you're it. paying attention, that uh, the students that you're teaching uh, teach you a lot as well. Most definitely, I'm learning every day. And mostly about yourself. Absolutely. So let's say Mr. Trump or President Trump said, "Dave, you're my boy. I want you to be in charge of the education system." What are some of the things that kids need to learn in elementary school? so that they actually end up having more successful lives. So this is a roundabout way of saying, you know, if you could teach kids coming into high school, what are the skills they need to have in place that would allow them to have uh, a more successful, fulfilling, happier life? I think one of the things that I would help them understand that you should actually welcome challenge. It's not supposed to be easy. You know, you're actually learning things and also know your own value. Um, I think that would just end bullying immediately if you understood that the bullying isn't a, necessarily a terrible thing. Bullying actually teaches you what you need. It, bullying makes you tougher. Bullying makes you more resilient. Bullying makes you speak up. You know, bullying does a lot of good things that you wouldn't necessarily learn any other way. So, you know, we can all hold hands and, you know, pretend we live in this beautiful, you know, imaginary world full of peace and beauty and and sing kumbaya, but it's not. The truth is there are sometimes challenging moments and we grow through challenge. So So you're a granddad, right? I am. I have a five-year-old grandson who is absolutely adorable. How do you or how will you? teach Jace that you know sometimes when you get adversity that's actually a blessing that's an opportunity to learn because you can say it and it sounds like yeah right granddad but how would you pitch it in a way that a six-year-old or seven-year-old goes okay I get it that when something challenging comes I can look at it as a learning opportunity so how do you articulate that how do you get people to understand that so I'm a little more stealth than that what I do is I always I always honor the effort I said good job buddy you got this you got this and so I just basically um I'm behind him. I tell him, I, you know, I got his back no matter what. I believe in him. I know he can do it. It's okay. That was a great try. Go up there. You'll get it the next time. Or I'll ask him a question, you know, like, would you do great there? What, what could you do better? I'll just ask him questions. So I don't necessarily need to craft it because if I tell him, that's me telling him. Right. He can disagree with it. If he tells me, then it's true. And they, my daughter, you know, again, <laughs> you know, my greatest teacher, one time she had a situation come up and I, and I asked her, and this is not that long ago, actually, so she's 25 now. And I said to her, um, just to make sure that this is going to happen again, what would you learn here? And <laughs> she kind of got upset with me. And she's like, does everything have to be a lesson, Dad? <laughs> and I just smiled and I said, yeah, actually it does. You know, you'll either get it 
or you won't, and it'll be a lesson again. I think you'd probably prefer to get it now. So, you know, again, it's what, like, that's the difference now. At one time when she would say something sharp like that to me, I'd be like, oh, gosh, I made her mad. Now I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, it's okay. I've actually served you, and I don't need you to like me in the moment. I want to serve you for a lifetime. There is a lesson here, and you can either get it now or you'll get it again. Brilliant. So uh, I do like that phrase, you know, adults don't raise kids. Kids raise adults. Yeah. Too true. Dave, thanks so much for sitting down with me. And is there any last parting words you want to share with the the listeners? Wow, last parting words. I would say um, always remember that it's your job to define you. Never give that away to anyone else. Because if you give anyone else the power to make you feel great, like you're over the moon because someone said, oh, my gosh, you're awesome. Uh, You're also at the very same moment giving them the power to tear you down if they tell you you're a jerk. And so if you kind of what we call equilibrate that, so neither get too high nor, you know, you have an expectation of being an outstanding individual with high, you know, morality and, uh, and you try to serve people and you just try to be, you know, a great person who treats people well, uh, you get to equilibrate that. You don't necessarily have to get too high on praise and you don't have to get torn down by some criticism or something you didn't do well. So I think it's be a, a great realistic appraiser of yourself. Uh, be kind to yourself also. Uh, if you mess up, just say, that's okay. Just like I do with my grandson, you know. You'll get it again next time. Give it another shot. I like what you did here, and this is great. Don't worry about that. Just don't do that part again. This is just a lesson. You needed to learn it. This is great. You got it now. Awesome. Get out there and do it again. So before we part company, uh, the name of your book and how can people get a hold of you? Awesome. So my book is called The Catch Your Match Formula, and what that book is about, it's from Kidnapping cute people? Exactly. Yes. Literally, (laughs) yes. It's actually for people who are doing an online dating profile. As I said, a lot of my clients are single, and I took what I used to do as an award-winning copywriter, and I realized they were writing terrible profiles uh, because they just throw a bunch of stuff up there on the screen. I like long walks on the beach. Yes, yes the same <laughs> stuff. And, and they wonder why 80% of dating profiles don't work at 30 bucks a month. Uh, but so what I did is I created a formula where it's sort of fill in the blanks and they can create something that's really intriguing and compelling. And it gets amazing results. So I've had a number of people who within like two months of the thing going live, they met someone and have gotten married from it too. So uh, it's a powerful book. I love it. And I'm excited. Now I'm working on my second one now. So Brilliant. And what's your website? Website is legendaryloveforlife.com. Brilliant. Thanks so much for uh, sitting down with me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 